0: All right, so did you watch the documentary?
1: Yes, I watched it last night.
0: All right, so we're here to talk about the Theranos thing that happened, which anyone listening to this or watching this will no doubt be familiar with the entire thing. But uh, in short... Briefly, Elizabeth Holmes was is this speaking about it like she's dead? She is this entrepreneur from Silicon Valley, I think, and she made this company called Theranos, which claimed they had a device which could run 200 plus blood tests with just a pinprick of blood, rather than needing set needing several syringes full of blood. And the whole idea was that she was going to democratize lab testing, so you don't need to you no longer need to get a Uh, prescription from your doctor in order to get a lab test you can go and get this test yourself she actually lobbied the government in some state i can't remember which state it was and so the idea was that rather than when something's wrong you go to the doctors and they order a series of blood tests the idea is that you take an active role in your health and you <laughs> can just order up blood tests whenever you like. The way and you do it as you go shopping, they wanted to have it in Walgreens, you know, so it'd just be in a pharmacy. You go up, you don't have to have a full syringe full of blood in there. So they remove that barrier for people who are afraid of syringes or kinda of, you know, get a bit like weak when which, they think of like losing blood.
1: Which which hey, given given how many epidemiologists we're learning that we have on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and just in my life generally, I get why it would be appealing for people to want to order their own blood tests. I mean, after all, they're treating the their own pandemic, right?
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, let's not get into that. But yeah, I <laughs> see where you're going with that one. So the whole idea was that instead of having this expensive, complex blood test where you'd have to take a load of blood with a needle, you can now go and order it yourself. Just as simple as you'd get. Pick up any prescription from the pharmacist and in fact you don't need a prescription so it'd be a pin prick and the test cost pennies compared to what they did it was like $12 for a test rather than $200 now the problem was that she went along with this whole silicon valley kind of methodology of fake it till you make it and she's landed in hot water because like f- almost 15 years later they ran out of money and they've been shown to be faking a bunch of tests. Their technology doesn't work. And they were lying to the public, to the media, shareholders, um, stakeholders, absolutely everybody. They were lying about it. Now, Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny Balwani, they were the two uh, people involved. She was the CEO. She controlled most of the shares of the company. I think he brought some money in at the beginning and certainly helped with financing. They are both now being done for different reasons. Uh, different counts of wire fraud. I'm not really sure. Did you see what the charges were?
1: They said there were like a dozen or more counts of wire fraud and what was the other one? Basically, whatever you call it when you lie to your investors in order to raise money, whatever that's called.
0: There was no medical malpractice stuff,
1: I guess. Not that that I saw.
0: No. Well, so they are now, the, the court case has started and they've been, they've actually had their cases separated. This is what I wanted to speak to you about anyway, because I don't really know anything about law. I know that you you come from a family, of, a family of law and you're certainly more into it than I am. And you've studied some of this. Um, and the first thing that they managed to do was separate both of their trials, which is apparently a huge win for the defense elizabeth holmes's defense and now we can see why the reason they wanted to do that is because she has started to come out. her her main line of defense or the main argument for defense is that sonny balwani was the mastermind and he was sexually emotionally and physically abusive of elizabeth holmes Uh, i laugh because i just can't believe that this is what the defense is after oh is it i didn't know that (laughs) such being saturated in this stuff for the past few years and reading bits about it and all of a sudden like the trial starts and you find out that is what their defense is going to be. She wasn't really the mastermind. It was him and it was essentially battered woman syndrome which was going on here. Now, for anyone who's seen any of the documentaries, uh, any of the press coverage about Elizabeth Holmes, it's hard to, that may come as a surprise because she is such a confident, outspoken eloquent i guess but she's almost she's the story more than the company she emulates steve jobs she wears the same turtleneck every day and she does the same thing as him in that she will have a wardrobe full of just just black turtlenecks and she does lots of public appearances where she has very heartfelt stories about her uncle and how he died and you know his if they just caught his cancer diagnosis earlier then you know she he, he could have seen like his Um, children grow up and you know how her dream was that you know more people wouldn't have to say goodbye before it's too early you know it was just just a beautiful kind of story, but it turns out to have been just a big pile of bullshit. <laughs> Nearly a billion dollars was lost, a quarter of which, or like a third of which, went on just their legal fees. So can you imagine that? 300 million of the money they raised went just to legal fees. <laughs> can you imagine yeah, being a shareholder, like so that might have been.
1: That might have been, some of the, there might have been medical malpractice uh, settlements that were paid out in like some kind of a civil settlement.
0: Right, because they were giving people in towards the later phase they were doing tests on actual customers
1: right which i'm no and... lawyer but you'd have to imagine that if they know that their blood test results are wildly unreliable and um patients are like relying on those to figure out if they have cancer or diabetes or whatever you'd have to imagine there might be some kind of a some kind of a tort issue there
0: well they were doing fa like uh, tests on... They were taking blood from like cancer patients in like varying degrees. There's you know, someone... Some have just been diagnosed and some literally at death's door. And, you know, so they just... It, it's really bad. And they weren't using a pinprick of blood. They were just... Basically, behind the scenes because their device didn't work, they were using full syringes of blood and just sending them just to get normal tests and just lying about it, basically. But then, ever since that came out, there was uh, a few um, big... You know leaks which came out, and a big few big few whistleblowers went, and a few uh, articles that came out. And then Elizabeth Holmes still had a bunch of public appearances to be made, and she went on and everyone quizzed her about it. And she still lied, like completely lied she to everyone. She kept everybody. going
1: right, she just kept, she kept going deeper, yeah, deeper yeah. into the crevasse as deep as possible. Which, now, how she has to have some kind of psychopathy. I mean, no one. No one can keep their mask on through all of that. And I, just like, why? So, you've seen
0: the documentary. I've right? seen the
1: documentary and the part. And what did you
0: think of her from what she's saying? From her, her demeanor. So, we're gonna, let's talk about whether she's actually a psychopath of some kind, which, you know, most people say that fits the bill. Steve Jobs kind of fit that bill. You know, Elon Musk, they, these are people who are just, yes, it has to be yes no matter what. And we just keep going and we keep, I mean, Elon Musk landed a rocket like, it landed rather than just getting dumped into the ocean. No, we're going to recover the entire rocket <laughs> and it's going to land the same way. It, it looks like a, a VCR and rewind of it taking off, it just lands in exactly the same way. Something which hasn't even been done really in science fiction. No one ever even envisaged that you'd land a rocket like that. They just went, no, no, you know, they they had different you know landing modules and stuff. So um, I get the can do kind of attitude. And it's the move fast and break things. But the issue is here, they were doing medical shit and you cannot really have that same attitude when it comes to medicine. So do you think she's just like any other CEO in Silicon Valley? Or do you think that because she was lying to this level and it was people's health, that she's something a bit different to those guys? Maybe it's going one step further than those guys. Because who cares if Facebook doesn't work at the start, right? I mean- my status update didn't work. This is, like, <laughs> someone's blood test. People were getting, like, positive AIDS tests and stuff like that.
1: Right. Would you uh, So, if the charges were, you know, sort of sprung from the damage she did to these kind of patients who are relying on her, on her tests, I would totally get that. Um, but given that they're all related to, like, wire fraud and that kind of thing, that doesn't seem to be why they're going after her. I mean, to to answer your question, no, I I think you're exactly right. She's not like Elon Musk or um, Jeff Bezos or whatever, because, um, yeah, because just what you said, like, uh, we, you know, we we forget we forgive the worst personality traits and like some of the worst sins or people who kind of push humanity forward. You know, thinking of like Steve Jobs and all the problems he had and yeah, Louis C.K. I'm just kidding, not Louis C. K. Um, but <laughs> uh yeah, whenever you're whenever you're doing actual physical harm to people or medical harm to people, I think the you know the whole for forgive the tortured genius um theory kind of kind of disintegrates, don't you?
0: Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean Looking at here, Holmes is charged with 12 counts of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So, that, you know, there's not. Will the medical side of that come into it? That's my question. Like, w- will that be admissible in court? Will they talk about the. Will it be relevant to the case whether she gave harmful results to people? Surely this is just all. If this is just about fraud, then, I mean. I honestly don't have that much of a problem with what she did. She managed to convince a bunch of billionaires to give up some money or multi-multi-millionaires to go for something with her product and she didn't get it made in time. I have no doubt that that product is possible. It's just that you need thousands and thousands of iterations and um, prototypes in order to get it to work. I was listening to a podcast with James Dyson, inventor of the Dyson vacuum cleaner, and just to make a vacuum cleaner, a new type of vacuum cleaner, and all he was doing was incorporating... Um, cyclones from HEPA filters with a bagless vacuum cleaner design and upright. That's it. And he was trying to get finer granularity of separation of dust. It needs to be one micron, which is what dust is, over like 20 microns, which is what you get in a industrial HEPA filter, essentially. Um, something like that, anyway. Anyway, in order to just separate dust from air, something that man has been doing for nearly 100 <laughs> years, he had to make over 5,000 prototypes like over 5,000 of that. I think the no, exact number was 5,127 prototypes. The 5, 5,128th was the one that worked. That's, that's, that's just a vacuum cleaner. And yet incredible. you now have this, yeah, you now have this company, which is trying to replace a 200 plus blood tests in a tiny box. I mean, they were trying to do, just the tests alone was 200. And then think about how much that's complicated by trying to have it done automatically. And then with less blood, and then in a tiny box, and in one hour, they tried to do like a thousand. I mean, this is orders of magnitude greater difficulty. And they just set themselves up to fail. The way you should do this kind of thing, surely, is to go, all right, is it possible to get a reliable one of these tests reliably manually with a pinprick of blood? Okay, yes, we've managed to do that. Okay, cool. Can we automate any part of that process and just slowly? bit by bit try and solve each of these problems along the way but instead they went no we're going to do all of them at once and that's what we're selling to people
1: isn't the issue that if you took that more reasonable approach you laid out you would not have been able to raise 400 million dollars in the first place and you just would not have been a company um
0: yeah exactly they need to show the iphone don't they they need to show here's the thing the thing is though i I don't know i think if you show the amazing technology right let's say you take you take one blood test what's whatever the most common blood test is let's say cancer screening let's say we just want a i think it's like a a high white count white count in blood testing i don't know anything about phlebotomy but let's just say something like that right we don't don't know whatever the most comp (laughs) we don't know no that's what this podcast is all about we don't know anything right but from my awesome perspective here of knowing fuck all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's let's just let's just sink this bitch all right so you just take the most common blood test with the either you you sell it under cancer or you take it as the most common thing and you say you try and develop a machine that can do one test quickly and is this elegant thing and then you just release that the iphone when it was released all it could all it had it, it, its functionality was so basic compared to any other device but it did it in a much better way, you couldn't even cut copy and paste with the iPhone. And over a decade, every year they did the iPhone, then the iPhone 3G, literally it's got 3G technology, so it's faster for the internet, a joke by today's standards. Then the next year it had a video camera, oh my God, we've had three iterations of the iPhone, which hasn't done video. And all of a sudden, three years in, we're doing video. People like Steve Ballmer and other, you know, people in the industry were laughing, saying, "Oh, who wants to spend this much money on the phone?" The reason they cared about it was because it was a fancy, flashy <laughs> the Zoom, product. The Zoom does and the
1: email. It does the music. Yeah, this, yeah <laughs> the music, Steve Ballmer. Yeah.
0: It's, and it doesn't have a full, like, a full qwerty keyboard, which are, which are. Our business customers need, yeah. It's like that. Um, it that politician who was talking about slam dunking uh, basketball into the ring that you told me about. Right, he got right. it through the ring. He
1: got it through the <laughs> ring. He does the Steve bomber. He <laughs> does the music. Zoom. What is it, the zoom? The
0: zoom does the music. Zoom. Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. what we want. So, we don't want
1: something that does the music.
0: <laughs> exactly. You want something which is fancy, and I think they could have sold it alone on the. Hey, this is one blood test. It's cheaper. It's done without oh, a, a. But hang on, this a, it's is a done startup. without a load
1: of blood. This is a startup. Yeah. Apple had decades of, um, you know, of, of a track record behind it. They didn't have the problem scaring up cap- capital that some 19-year-old from Stanford, you know, some 19-year-old from Stanford, comes to comes to uh, you and you're a venture capitalist, and she says, "Hey, I, I can create this machine that might be able to do one blood test, and then next month two, and the next month three. You're Not, you know, how much money are you giving her? Not 400 million dollars, yeah but, yeah, but, yeah. but it's listen to
0: what this psychopath did. She was talking about something that was impossible, right? By it, it's gonna take if it took Apple 10 years to get to the iPhone that we've got now of just releasing iPhones, and if it took James Dyson over 5,000 prototypes, there's no fucking way she was ever gonna be able to do this. Some device in future will be able to do this thing and we'll say, Oh, this is what Elizabeth Holmes tried to do in the early 2000s, but. She sold it because of her charisma and her belief and because of her story. Now, she could have taken the cancer story and said, hey, rather than only screening for cancer when you start to get symptoms, which is crazy when you think about it, or when it starts to give you symptoms. Well, cancer's way got its hold in most cases by the time it starts to give you symptoms. Instead, we will do a monthly blood test and you'll just do it when you go to the pharmacist for a pinprick of blood. And we're gonna stop cancer dead in its tracks. We will will get for everybody a image of their likelihood of getting cancer just from just from their white count in their blood or something to that effect by by just making this part of everybody's life that's the revolution here not that you can do all the tests and eventually we can make this do more than one test eventually that's what the future is i have a vision for the future where you never have to withdraw blood but let's start with just one for the most important thing cancer for example she tried way too big a thing and of course she did she was 18 years old i mean she didn't even go to engineering school university for anything she just started with her ideas and was incredibly charismatic and was surrounded by a bunch of yes people with a lot of money who i also think were quite attracted to her did you did you get that kind of vibe from it? david
1: david boyce the famous attorney you know, he, she was the bull, he was the bulldog attorney who kept uh, going after, like, the Wall Street Journal and the, the, that one employee who, who tried to go—who became a whistleblower. Um, he was one of the Epstein guys. He was, like, one of the Epstein lawyers who was on the—I don't know if he was on the island, but he's he's all caught up in that. Of course he was attracted to her. <laughs> like, uh, David, David right. boy, it's just a little background— he so have you ever seen the um, the famous deposition video of Bill Gates whenever the government sued Microsoft to break them up, uh, you know from whatever anti competitive practices and they and they wanted to break Microsoft up.
0: I haven't, but I heard that it was him for oh, hours giving him grief. I need it. to check that out. You've got to watch yeah.
1: it, Bill Gates. You know, David Boyce was so afraid that Bill Gates was going to come across as this just absolute, you know, vundikend who who. Um, just like through his sheer brilliance, just won everyone over. He was this great success story. He was like emblematic of the new, uh, you know, hegemonic America. And David Boyce gets up there and starts deposing him and keeps just this calm, measured, respectful attitude, like hour after hour. And Bill Gates just gets he's I mean, he comes across, across like King Joffrey. He just gets more and more just irritated and and like throws a t- tantrum at every question and refuses to commit he i mean he wouldn't acknowledge that microsoft was based in washington state he would ask you well what do you mean by uh located you know that can be mean a couple of different things and and he he just oh, like shit. dissembled for like 20 hours and he came across so terribly and a lot of people you know attribute the the, you know, the ultimate unfavorable decision against Microsoft to Bill Gates just failing in this deposition. And so that's where Boyce became like you know famous. And he started this hugely successful law firm. And since then, my God, first he had Epstein, now he has this, his star is falling. Anyway, that's who that character is, David Boyce. Very famous attorney. you are going to have
0: to check that out. That sounds awesome. Someone just slowly grinding someone down over time.
1: Yeah, that must have been <laughs> awkward when Gates and Boyce ran into each other on Epstein's plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, okay we, we don't need to rip her apart and her problem we can see what the issues with biting off more than you could chew were i'm interested let's, in sorry go on
1: i, I, I said let's talk about I, I think we didn't fully get into like should should she be in prison should we be locking her up and indicting her because i think this is really interesting this you know you brought up should she be indicted for something related to people like relying on her for their medical decisions and, and being harmed from that. And that's just in, that's interesting, because to me, that is conceptually very different from whether or not the question of whether or not she should be locked up for these white collar crimes that she's that she's committing, you know, these sort of financial crimes lying to invest. You should call them mm-hmm. that broad crimes of fraud, lying to investors and that sort of thing, because, you know, you said, um, look, essentially, this was hurting billionaires and millionaires. And I'm kind of, like, I'm inclined to agree. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, since the financial crisis in 2008, 2007, 2008, um, or is it 08, 09, either way, you know, public opinion has been moving in these two separate directions with regard to criminal punishment. There's like, you know, there's a bipartisan consensus among the left and the right that we should be... You know, looking less to prison to like solve society's ills. You know, like only the worst, only the worst nonviolent offender should be in prison. And like Democrats believe that because they see these racial disparities in the criminal justice system and broader social harm and Republicans don't want to lock up nonviolent offenders because it's expensive, you know, to cost money to build prisons, to hire guards, it reduces the tax base. Um, but at the same time, there's like a consensus that we should be sending more misbehaving corporate elites to jail. That started after the financial crisis because, you know, that like the financial crisis finally like cleaved apart this unholy alliance in republicanism where you had like the populist republicans, you know, like farmers and school teachers and, and the non managerial class who just like were not sympathetic the republican corporate subsidies and low corporate tax rates but they were you know they were very socially conservative and they you know they didn't weren't they didn't like immigration and they just i would say weren't crazy about brown people uh and but the, but for that reason they voted for republicans and then you had like the country club republicans you know like the managerial class who liked you know who were happy to see carried interest tax loopholes and low capital gains taxes and that kind of thing because you know, a rising tide lifts all boats and they all own boats. Um, and so, like, what the financial crisis did was, like, pull apart those two part, those two camps in the Republican Party and, like, put them in opposition. And it did the same thing to the Democratic Party, right? Like, the AOC-Bernie progressives, it pulled them apart from, like, the traditional liberal Hillary Clinton wing of the Democratic Party. You know, you see, like, Hillary versus Bernie and then Biden versus Bernie, and that's what that is. And that all came from the financial crisis. Um, but, like, Both the the progressive slash populist on the Republican side and the Democratic side, they both agreed they wanted to see more bankers in jail and more, let's say, drug users out of jail. And like that, that bled over into the moderate wings of both parties. So today, everyone kind of agrees. It's like a, you know, it's like a political win-win to get low level offenders out of jail and bankers behind bars. Um, And... So, you know, that takes us to, like, the Elizabeth Holmes case. And, you know, I I agree with that progressive sentiment that we should be locking up bankers, but not drug users. But, like, with Elizabeth Holmes, it's a little different because the bankers I think we should be locking up are the – or let's say the corporate elites I think we should be locking up are the ones behind, like, the Enron scandal or the financial crisis because they did things – that a reasonable person could have predicted badly harmed lots and lots of regular people. You know, I have a friend whose dad worked for Enron for decades and he lost all of his retirement when they went under. And so, yeah, the CEO of Enron should be in fucking Jesus. prison. I, it's the saddest thing ever and they should be in fucking prison. They did, you know, they could have foreseen that happening and it did happen. But like Elizabeth Holmes, what she did. Only affected people who got in like early in pre iPO investors right they never got to an IPO did they pre iPO investors no. and you and I couldn't have invested in there knows if we wanted to um, you had to have God knows how much money to get in that early and so like i don't know what do you think should we be should we be looking at the like are we allowed from a philosophical point of view to consider the outcome of her fraud? In, in deciding whether or not she belongs in jail—that's the interesting question to me.
0: Yeah, I, I've really struggled with this stuff because I don't think, honestly, I think nonviolent criminals shouldn't be in prison. I just unless they do horrendous stuff, you start to get onto like the Bernie Madoff and
1: yeah, Madoff you know, should be in huge prison, financial right? yeah.
0: crimes. Which yeah, so then it then it becomes more difficult. I just mean by and large. Now, when it comes to this, I'm interested in the medical side of it, but. You know, a bunch of billionaires losing money because they made a bad gamble because they had an erection for a girl who looked like Steve Jobs. <laughs> like, I don't really, I don't really see why taxpayers' money should be fuck spent. Finally, Steve
1: Jobs without it, without my gay panic setting. It.
0: <laughs> right, I don't see why taxpayers' money should be spent on trying to make those investors whole again, be it financially or through their pound of flesh by sending this woman to prison. She, so Craig and I were talking about just the punishment of, of this, you know, um, and it's, you know, what is the point of the criminal justice system? Are we trying to punish her or are we trying to make it so that other people as a deterrent for other people? Because uh, for that's... someone like her, is this not... I mean, she was. She went from being the talk of the town on the front of every magazine cover to now everyone is like with a you know, fine tooth comb going through her shite and going like, "I found a peanut here. Where did this peanut come from?" and laughing at her. And she's she's a disgrace. So she's been punished quite a lot. Well, that's true. But then, but, if we're, go ahead, but then again, is, does she care about that? Because yeah. she's the type of person who would who would who lied to everybody she she lied to absolutely everybody i couldn't do that you know i, I just don't have the nerve to do that and nor would i want to because i know eventually i'd get found out and so is she this type of extra special psychopath who needs punish? i suppose that's the question what is the criminal justice system therefore is it to punish somebody or is it there to deter others or is it both
1: right well so uh, that's what's so interesting is that i think you're you're exactly right and and In the philosophy of law, that's what it comes down to: is that punishment is meant to either it's meant to deter and or for retribution, and you know, it's for both. In her, oh yeah, or both, yeah, sort of and or. But in her case, the thing is, I'm not sure there's something inherently wrong with what she did. Because of the fact, okay, there's not something inherently extremely wrong with what she did. Like, if we're talking about, you know, if you're talking about murder, well, there's something there's something inherently wrong with murder. If you're talking about um, lying, well, there's nothing inherently wrong with lying. Um, lying can be good, neutral, or bad. It's good. It's good to lie if you're trying to hide Anne Frank from the Nazis. It's good to lie to your Grandmother and tell her that you like the sweater she got you for the holidays um but you know it can be bad to it's bad to lie if doing so costs a thousand low level low level employees their retirement um, How bad is it to lie when what you're essentially doing is um, giving a bunch of billionaires the chance to become a little richer but also subjecting them to a probably greater chance that they become a little poorer which is essentially what she did you know so in in, the, in in terms of like the inherent wickedness of her actions i don't really see a huge justification for punishing her criminally i think i think the civil the civil penalties that she's definitely going to face plus like you say the public scorn are probably sufficient to def- to deter her and 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 other people like her from like if that doesn't deter you then probably prison won't either but um you know the
0: uh when you say civil penalties what do you mean i'm not up on the lingo so criminal is prison civil is fines and shit
1: (laughs) yeah fine yeah regulatory fines and then she's gonna go
0: judge saying that like Your Honor, can you just uh, dis- you're gonna have to take this up in civil court. Your Honor, can you just uh, let me know what's the difference between criminal and civil court? Oh, criminal's prison and civil is fines and shit. Case
1: <laughs> <first>. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I I can't give you a lot more nuance than that, unfortunately. But uh, I think that's the I think that's the long and the short of it. Yeah. So she's going to get regulatory fines. Now, I don't, you know, I, I would assume she structured her company in a way that like protects her her personally from a lot of the lawsuits that are coming i assume her company has to pay for those and once the money runs out it's out um i don't you know i doubt they can like go take her home or something like that but maybe they can who knows um but uh yeah so i'm just saying that like uh the only i think the real question of deterrence is will sending her to prison deter like future people from doing things that actually you know from from lying in a way that actually does hurt low-level investors and um yeah that gets a little problematic when you're punishing you know when you're punishing john so that one day susie might not get injured plus that doesn't
0: doesn't everyone know isn't just publicizing this enough like everyone knows now yeah don't go investing in a bunch of in a company and believing the hype because you could lose your money i mean to me that just is i mean you took a risk you invested your money and you took a risk in a company and they were lying to you the entire time and you didn't do your due diligence when it comes to you know checking out you know who you're going to invest in i mean for the sound of some of these guys they're like they wouldn't even when they were given evidence they wouldn't believe it i don't know what the hell was going on she was that like magnetic a personality the yeah people would part with millions these you know, extremely
1: sophisticated investors it that yeah was, that was the most amazing part i just sort of i just sort of assumed that in the world of venture capital um there were you know that they were like extremely rigorous um financial disclosures and um due diligence and that sort of thing that would uh, that would uncover sp- at, le- at least you know at the very least that the company that you were considering investing in was um based on you know was fraudulent but then maybe that doesn't maybe they no one had the chops to actually look into the mechanics of the machine but that seems like a major flaw in a medical device devices investor, right? Like you lack the expertise, or you can't like hire someone to uh, who has the expertise to um, root out a flaw that like that one guy with a with a PhD who worked at the company and killed himself. He he saw it was a he knew it was a fraud. Um, mm. and then so yeah, I don't yeah, understand I, don't, it. I, I don't guess know how it was it must it must have been partly what you said, just that they were. Um that they were kind of like uh bewitched by this sort of like ethereal kind of per- person that she was with this who had this like autom- right. had this, like automaton like, you know, Dr. Spock persona, and you couldn't help but think, oh, this is like I said, some kind of some kind of undicant. Um or maybe yeah, like one you of said, the they investors just wanted to bang
0: her. they. <laughs> They they invest in the person, not the idea. So they see the person and they see how driven they are. And if the idea makes sense, they go, Yeah, well, I can put my money here because I know they're going to work really hard to either make this a reality or not. And I'm sure they have more misses than they have hits. You hear about this with investment all the time. You, you invested a bunch of stuff, and one in ten will make you some money. And hopefully, you get a unicorn, which would be Theranos, what they all thought that was. But they thought they knew that from the start. I think that's the difference. She seemed like that much of a driven person with such a great story and a great I mean it's a great idea if it worked. It's an amazing idea that <laughs> yeah they just it's like a guarantee so that's why they probably got you know hundreds of millions from some people to go there uh, to go into that company but I, I was talking to Craig about this and we were talking about you know isn't this a good example at least in it comes to venture capital that the glass ceiling doesn't really exist for women Um, because what these investors are looking for is the whiff, this is how great put it, the whiff of that kind of Steve Jobs, psychopath-driven entrepreneur who's going to make something happen. They don't really care whether it's a woman or a man. They just want to be put in on the ground floor and they will throw, in some cases, in this case, hundreds of millions towards it. I'm not saying therefore the glass ceiling doesn't exist at all, but it almost seems like this is the... Opposite to that argument, this is a good bit of evidence against the. You know, there are no female CEOs. I mean, people wanted. So you've also you've got that right, which is if that's true, that investors just want to be around. They're just looking for that person and that idea, which could has got a high likelihood of being able to make the money. But you also have the entire media apparatus that came out around this, which was f- first, you know, self-made female. Billionaire CEO youngest ever, you know, he had Bill Clinton up there like asking her how old she was He's like don't worry about the future. We're in safe hands. I'm like, yeah, I bet you wish you were in her safe hands, Bill Clinton You know, so there's, there's there's a bit of there's a bit of sexism going on there But then there's also not because people are just willing to put money into any idea which sounds amazing. It seems these days
1: Um, yeah, I sure mean there's a question there. What? I think this could also read as the exception that proves of the rule Right. You could say that the reason that the media was so enamored of her was that there were just no other examples of a person like her who generated that level of confidence and, um, you know, in particular, financial confidence um, and all of these like male investors. And that, um, you know, that like a lot of the qualities that 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 so bewitched people were those that traditionally read mail you know her like assertiveness her um singular you know her, her single-minded dedication to this one idea over things you know to, to this one uh project over things like uh family and personal life and so on and so it takes like a deep voice take, what
0: her deep voice
1: her, her 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 deep voice her apparently affected True. deep voice which she faked it looks like is that right
0: yeah, have you heard any of the clips of her I talking? Just, and, and I just
1: watched one, and they caught her sort of slip out of it for a second.
0: Yeah, and she sounds like a normal person. Then this weird, yeah, yeah. And it's this front of the mouth kind of deep voice that, which she can is kind BM. of put on. It's very That's why strange. I think she's
1: a, psychic, a psychopath. That's a more compelling data point than almost any other. Is that like she would, she would sort of, you know, it's like that. What's that movie you like so much? The Prestige. That she would have that. Like, yeah, just un, of like. Uh, you know of like uninterrupted dedication to this yeah this is persona. the act.
0: you see the right they, they, they go to watch that um go see the chinaman on whatever lane and if you can tell me how he does the fishbowl trick i'll give you a center <laughs> stage of the next show and then they go along and is this chinaman as they put it and he just waves his like you know on a pedestal he waves like a rag and then Bokeh of flowers exists. It uh, appears, and then before you know, a massive fishbowl with all the fish not moving and the water not moving exists. And then he's watching him outside. He's like, "No, this is this is the act. Pretending to be an old Chinaman. That's the act. Right? That's he's not really act. old. He's super strong. <laughs> and that's what she's doing. She's got this crazy act forever. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. You know, it's it's so weird watching it's her and so listening weird. to you
1: know, Speaking of fish and uh, psychopaths, what that's reminded me of. You know all of these employees who were kind of like, you know, there was almost like a Wolf of Wall Street vibe where they were just like they were all in it together, and it's some, you know, that or maybe even more like, um, like the firm. You know that that John Grisham that book that became a movie with Tom Cruise, where like they they slow, you know, they hire all these talented young lawyers, and then they slowly reveal to them over the course of their careers once they're once they have like a. A big mortgage and they bought the nice car they slowly reveal to them that they're actually this law firm that just like works for the mafia and then by then it's too late to get out um that kind of like corporate culture at their notes it um it kind of reminded me of of moby dick which i read earlier this year there's like this famous scene where um all of the like, you know, Captain Ahab is the one with the pet, is like the, the, the whaling captain with the peg leg. And they go out, you know, they they start the way, everyone signed their contracts, they're committed for like years, and they begin their voyage. And they're like a few days in, and no one has met Ahab yet. He's just like below deck and never comes out. But by the, t- and so eventually they're like too far from shore for anyone to turn back, even if they wanted to. And then he comes out, and he, within a day or two, like reveals the true purpose of their whaling voyage. It's not to, you know, it's not to like catch a bunch of whales and make money for everyone. It's that Moby Dick is this fearsome whale that bit that his leg off all these years ago. And he's like determined to go find the white whale and kill it, even though he realizes it's probably going to result in everyone's death. And he kind of like, but by sounds, this point, I
0: haven't read that. That sounds amazing.
1: Oh, it's the most amazing book and there's this uh there's this famous scene where he finally reveals it to them and he like uh, i've got the book right here cuz i wanted to reference it um and he has everyone like cross their he calls them braves like they're indian braves and he has them like cross their lances and like take the the tip of the spear off and fill it up with with some kind of ale and uh and then they all like i think they might cut their wrists or something some kind of make some kind of blood essentially like a suicide pact and he says uh here's the quote he says um, now, three to three, ye stand. Commend the murderous challenge. Sorry, commend the murderous chalices. Bestow them, ye who are now made parties to this indissoluble league. Ha, Starbuck, that's his first mate. But the deed is done. He's the one who, Starbuck, like, it out of it. But now they've all, like, made this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they've made this, like, blood pact to go and, like, die trying to, you know, achieve this goal together. And so Moby Dick gets read as a metaphor for everything, but it's sort of made me think of these kinds of companies where, um, once everyone's like the ship has, the ship has left port and it's too late to turn back and you've signed your non-disclosure agreements and everyone's making money and you start to realize it's a criminal enterprise and it's going to lead to your own sort of, you know, professional death. Um, but you're sort of united around by this one like insane, but also insanely charismatic leader in this case, Ahab in that case, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, And at the end of the day, everyone dies. Actually not everyone dies, but almost everyone dies.
0: Yeah. She's, she is definitely, she definitely fits that bill. Doesn't she like definitely fits that just the charismatic leader. And you either, you know, they, if anyone ever had any issues with, you know, hey, we I didn't realize we're sending blood off in... We're doing the exact thing that we said we're not doing. We said we're here to replace blood to normal blood test, and behind the scenes we're faking it and we're just doing normal blood tests and we're still right. withdrawing a load of and as soon as they start telling them about it, they're like hey you're just not a silicon valley kind of person like you need to get out of here so it's the equivalent of just throwing someone overboard if they in any way yeah start exactly. to, you know you know so you might be a- it's may- maybe a mutiny here so you no know, walk the plank you know and non disclosure agreements and they've got the might of like crazy lawyers behind them they had that lawyer that you're talking about who went up against bill gates and uh-huh. he was they gave him shares, so he was, like, right. invested in the company. Totally. He yeah, had totally incentivized of, to
1: do anything.
0: Yeah, totally it's, it's like to, to destroy your life. Like, uh, yeah, crazy. I don't...
1: That one guy, that went so on had to spend half a million dollars in legal fees. Half a million. Yeah. And his family had to, like, and sell it. The, his rich family had to, like, sell their house.
0: And he was the grandson of the other guy who right. was in there. Who was... Like,
1: oh that was heartbreaking that guy, he was? essentially chose the grandfather essentially chose elizabeth holmes over his own grandson
0: pussy is undefeated throughout <laughs> history undefeated <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right so civil penalties i don't know i don't think she should go to prison for this personally not for the i don't fraud think she should i don't think
1: i think no, you should I have think it's, to mm-hmm. yeah
0: I just don't, I don't see that as something you go to prison for, especially when it's not, you're not ruining other people. She hasn't ruined any people's lives who invested. They just made bad investments. So she'll right. never get investment from anybody ever again. She's yeah. an absolute laughingstock. I'm sure she won't be able to start a company again or, you know, things like that. I understand. I, I, I get, but- uh, and maybe she should have to, you know, you know, some kind of fine or something, but like mm-hmm. prison, Really, I just don't. Can you? I don't can you, like, get ban, it. And I think
1: that can you ban someone from working in Silicon Valley? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you can.
0: I don't know, but she's apparently she can't be the CEO of a company for ten years or something oh, really? like that. And oh, that's know, interesting. Yeah, I didn't there's the there's, there, there's that that kind of thing, but of a public company, I think it may have been. I, sh- I should have my facts straight before I get started. But but prison time? I don't know. I mean, she seems like a, a psycho, though. I mean, she has. She's just had a baby. I mean who just who when staring at 20 years it's time to get pregnant like you know and will that come into it you know there's a jury there uh-huh. will you know when they, let, let's say that the the prosecution because they, they, they've argued i don't really i'm just learning how these cases kind of work and they had to they apparently the defense tried to stop any record of her extravagant spending on like personal private jets and jewelry and stuff like this that she billed to the company as an expense they tried to have that inadmissible as evidence and the judge said you'll have to object to it as and when it's brought up because it may be relevant to the case now they were apparently worried that you know this jury of her peers who aren't really her peers they're just normal people will see that she isn't this person who was just in it for the the business and she didn't cash out her shares but she was still living this extravagant lifestyle of private jets and stuff like that and they think that that may therefore make those jurors want to convict her because they cannot you know relate to her and they just see her as someone who needs to be punished now my question is will that stuff play into it for a jury if someone starts to bring up things like um she also had a baby what type of person has a baby and then puts the baby on the line you know you're not no longer convicting elizabeth holmes now you are taking a uh you're punishing the baby as as well basically right how likely is that to sway a jury and if it comes up and if that gets brought up and the judge goes someone objects and the judge goes the jury will will um (laughs) disregard everything that was just said it's like you know how can you disregard something you've heard and you're emotionally a- attached to? It's like it's like someone coming up with a baby rape like case, and then they're showing a video of him raping the baby, and then we're going, yeah, but this video was collected using, you know some kind of illegal camera system which we cannot we cannot use it isn't unadmissible. so the jury will disregard the baby raping video it's like i just saw a man rape a baby i cannot disregard this like how how can they just hand wave that and say you'll disregard it isn't it once it's in there isn't it in there it's in their minds i wish we
1: had my brother or dad they're both criminal defense attorneys um on here because they always have these hilarious stories about um (laughs) <laughs> you know, they'll have like a client. OK, this part's not hilarious, but they'll have a client who's who's I know ac-
0: what you mean, though, who's
1: ac- who's accused of like, let's say, some kind of sexual crime. And uh, but the, um, you know, the accuser will have like accused two other people of a sexual crime and they were both found not guilty or they were never charges were never brought or something like that. And then, like the prosecutor will file, I think it's called a motion in limine or something like that, which is which is like a, a judicial order that says that says to the other side, you are not allowed to bring up this topic at all. You know, <laughs> under no circumstances can you bring up that she has accused two other people and they, uh, you know, were found not guilty or they were never charged or she was caught lying or something like that. Um, and then, you know, if you're a defense attorney, well, you got to bring it up. So. <laughs> so just like, you know, like my brother or someone who'll just be deciding when is the perfect time to, you know, be cross-examining the accuser. And then all of a sudden, it's this kind of like that other time you accused someone of uh, sexual assault and then admitted you were lying later. And then there's like 20 objections and they're shouting and the judge has to tell the jury to disregard it. And the, the attorney gets, it's you know, like my brother gets yelled at or whatever, but you got to do it. And they could, like, in theory, call a mistrial, but you know they never do because it's waste it's waste resources and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I have no idea how how that, like, why the judge did that here. But yeah, how do you disregard something that you just heard? Like, I heard it with my ears. <laughs> disregard it. I think I could disregard it's just, it, just, it.
0: as easy as that. You will disregard. No, I don't think you could. I think people who go. In, well, maybe you could, but I think that the average person going into this who won't be thinking about it along the terms that we're thinking about it you know should she be punished for this crime that's what she's being convicted for i don't think the average i think the average person will go yeah we just need to make an example right. it's like i well, heard some well, comics they're... talking about this recently mm-hmm. sorry go on no no go ahead well i just yeah so i heard some comics talking about this recently and they're saying you know you know when you have a i can't give them it was on the nick mullen podcast like i remember exactly who it was but they were was saying you know when you and your girlfriend are having an argument and you realize that the argument you're having isn't about the thing you're arguing over it's it's something else which happened a while back, and now you're doing now mm-hmm. you're having the argument about it through uh, a proxy of some my other chan- other here's topic my chance. Here's my chance to have a go at this person. Well, they said that that's basically what happened with o j He gets off of the murders oh, and then yeah. And then years later, they do him on, like, some financial thing for, like, was it something to do with merchandise? I can not even remember what it was. He
1: stole back his own property. But he might have had a a weapon or something.
0: (laughs) And then they convict him, and (laughs) they give him, like, the maximum sentence. And, and, like, as he's there, he's like, oh, hang on. This isn't about this at all. This is about that other thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same kind of... It's the
1: sports makeup call, right? Like, the football ref misses this really bad uh, call, and it like swings the game towards Team A, and they feel bad and they're embarrassed. So then later on, they call some bullshit that they would never normally call to sort of make up for it and even the game again. And uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what this is. It's like, um, is, this going to, is, the, is the trial going to come down to technical questions of the law, of what constitutes wire fraud, blah, blah, blah. Or is this going to be about you know whether or not is this going to be about whether or not um, Silicon Valley CEOs are just fucking society over too much? That's what it's going to be about. Or whether or not Elizabeth Holmes Elizabeth Holmes is uh, yeah is she like too jet set and too disconnected from our lives for us to empathize with her in any way? It's going to be about one of those two things.
0: See, I feel bad for the people who relied on her for, you know, for medical, it's the normal people who went there and bought a product and it was incredibly detrimental to their life, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, bad diagnoses and relying on something and having to go and, you know, there was one guy who they said he was pre-diabetic yeah. and he was like, what? But I cycle to work every day and I eat really healthily and I have done for 20 years. So he goes and gets his blood work and they're like, no, you're the picture of health, absolute picture of health. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Um, it's And then in the worst, that's a trivial case. And in the worst cases, you have people, you know, they're missing, they're just wait, wasting people's time who have cancer or misdiagnosing things and scaring people or, you know, they're sending people down the wrong track so they miss the real problem. You know, just all the problems that you have with the medical field and why you have to be incredibly careful. I'm not against billionaires. I'm just, you know, this is akin to me, Going and having a problem because I put a thousand pounds into some kind of cryptocurrency and, you know, I lost the money because it was a pump and dump scheme. And now I want the government to go in there and put this person in prison because they promised me all, you know, you know what I mean? That's what it feels like. It's like, well, you just got to be better at investing. And then you made a bet. You lost. And you bet this person wasn't,
1: wasn't a historical fraud. And you were robbed. <laughs> right um yeah yeah. i don't see what she could be convicted over i I don't see it as a crime right right yeah i mean i i have no idea why they didn't indict her for some of for harming some of these um yeah for harming some of these people who relied on the blood tests but the fact that they're um indicting her for this wire fraud stuff yeah it's i mean this this does have like a whiff of consequentialism about it but you can't you know you can't help but think that um If the worst outcome was that a billionaire stood to to make hundreds of millions of dollars, but instead lost, you know, $10 million, um, you can't help but think that that should factor into the whether or not she should be indicted, the the sentencing, even the verdict. Um, And I don't know, I think that I think there's a good chance the jury is going to see it that way because it's just hard to muster a whole lot of sympathy. And, you know, that's not to say that, you, that's not to say that, um, you know, that like empathy or that, that like being able to identify a specifically harmed party need, must be a prerequisite for like punishing someone. But if there isn't a, like a party who was really, who was really injured in a way that's substantial to their life, Then you need the crime, the alleged crime, to be like inherently wicked in some way, or otherwise I just don't give a shit. Like if someone's drinking and driving and they didn't and they get arrested, but they didn't hurt anybody, well, I guess that's not inherently bad either. But like the foreseeable consequences of it are awful. You know, you could have done untold damage. You could have wiped out a family. But like the but that's just not the case here. There's not like a there's not like some reasonably foreseeable consequence that was just terrible and the thing in and of itself is not inherently immoral so it's just hard for me to want to throw someone behind bars as you say or as you say it's hard for me to want to deputize some people to like kidnap someone and throw them in a cage because of something that's not inherently wrong and and didn't really injure anyone that i give a shit about in a way that i give a shit about
0: yeah yeah can't believe it. we actually agree on this stuff
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's uh it's it's it is funny though the whole thing has been hilarious like you know the the, the everyone wanted so badly this woman. To, to be the next big thing. They were uh-huh. so desperate for it that they overlooked the fact that she's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Completely <laughs> overlooked it. And now in retrospect, it's creepy, you know, how crazy she is. Like she doesn't blink. She's got this fake voice that she puts on. She wears turtlenecks. She like right. threatens people at work for walking out on her, you know. And then you see all the cringy Silicon Valley stuff that they do. Like they get one FDA approved uh-huh. um, test for like a rarely used herpes thing uh test and then next they've got a bouncy castle in they're all jumping on it they're coming out to mc hammer and then they're all, yeah. all together as a tribe shouting fuck you mimicking like it's the uh, microsoft
1: so... party the microsoft celebration oh. or whatever that was that everyone you know where steve bomber and bill gates are dancing
0: oh god it is so cringe and there's a movie being made now about her with jennifer lawrence playing her which is ridiculous jennifer lawrence is. is so hot and elizabeth holmes is well just not she's too creepy like to be hot and now there's this movie being made about her but you know this is what happens with these isn't it funny right bernie madoff like bernie madoff was played by robert de niro in a movie about him one of the greatest actors of our time okay he's done some terrible movies but undoubtedly one of the greatest mm-hmm. actors of our, of our time um and like that's like a reward for me for doing these crimes you know like that's like a reward for doing these crimes. you go well yeah. you know i may be in prison but here's robert de niro playing me in a movie now she's got fucking um that chick from hunger games playing her it's just unreal like this might be she may be loving this entire thing and <laughs> in her mind which may be true you know she just they just cut funding too early that she probably could have done this it probably would have taken her 100 years but i think that eventually this thing is going to be possible of course it's going to be possible to do these tests eventually um but well, I let's,
1: let's discuss the, uh, real quickly the New York Times article, which New York Times oh, got gosh. a lot of blowback for publishing an article. They've since changed the headline, but the original headline was something like sexism is the reason Elizabeth Holmes is standing trial. Um, now, keep in mind, in most, in most newsrooms, the, a per- the person who writes an article is not the one who writes the headline. And then so and and a headline does not necessarily reflect the contents of the article. Um, And this pisses off a lot of writers because they'll write what when you read it is a very reasonable and sort of uh, well-argued article. But then like the headline will be something super splashy that that, like owns in on one minor implication of their article. And they've changed it since then. And I think that's what's that's what happened here, because I read the article and I don't know if you read it. Did you read it? The op-ed I think. New York you know,
0: I think you know that I didn't read it, Alex. the
1: Elizabeth It's, it's now, now called a it's now New called, York Times article. <laughs> it's now called the Elizabeth Holmes trial is a wake-up call for sexism in tech. That to me sounds reasonable. Um, when you read it, the argument what is, that is argument? the argument is essentially this. It's that look, um, the fake this fake until you make it um, philosophy has been practiced by, you know, any number of like Enfant terrible. Silicon Valley bros, such as Adam Neumann, Newman, however you say his name, you know, the WeWork, um, the WeWork dude who was like, run, <laughs> when he finally had to disclose some of some like financial health statements, turned out WeWork was like, you know, was not just, not just go, not just not generating a profit, but was like racking up billions in debt every year. And he got run out of the company and they had to pay him like $2 billion or something. And then Travis Kalanick, you know, the Uber See, yeah, he took a profit?
0: He took like billions. He's a billionaire.
1: Yeah. Adam Newman got paid in the billions for his, you know, quote unquote severance. I mean, it was had something yeah, to do with and, the way his compensation was. Elizabeth Holmes but is
0: is is skint. She's got no money. But the problem she's is like,
1: the problem is these she's not you, even
0: enriched herself doing it. Right, like, right.
1: And and these these you know these men, these male CEOs, are all like back at work in Silicon Valley. They said uh Kalonic has raised like hundreds of millions of hundreds of millions of dollars for some new venture. Um, I think Neumann too. I forget, I forget what they said, but the point is that like each one of them is back in the game again. And it looks like if anything, this just, you know, like they're not going to, they're not being punished at all for what they did. They're um, most Silicon Valley investors look at them. as like, Oh yeah. Well, Travis Kalanick. I mean, he, he did what, you know, he did what's um, proven effective with companies like Amazon and so on. they, you know, push, 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 don't profit, grow, and then later we'll turn a profit. And don't worry about, you know, in Uber's case, don't worry about the law. Just um, get your product out there and, you know, worry about the regulations later. And um, anyway, they're all back in the game while she's standing trial. And it does seem a little fucked up that, like, the one woman who could rightly be said to be in, like, the colonic Adam Neumann or something group. Is standing trial, and these other guys are essentially, you know, um, trying their hand, playing their next hand, and Silicon Valley is welcoming them with open with open arms. That does seem to at least uh, suggest sexism, don't you think?
0: Well, there's definitely something to be said for that. I think I don't know whether it's necessarily sexism, but it may have been caused by, I don't know, I don't know. I've got no idea. I think that the the, I only really started hearing about WeWork when it started going downhill, but I heard about Theranos before that, and I think that oh well, did I? Maybe I only heard about Theranos when it started going downhill. I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't know. I don't know really what is going on with this, but it. it I don't know about any other cases, um, where people yeah, I have don't, lost money.
1: I don't know to this if, level.
0: I mean. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know yeah, if I've like, no
0: WeWork. I have no idea. I just think it's I think it's just an easy thing to say that it's sexism. So what's the what are they saying that because they were embarrassed by a woman they need to drag her through court, or because they lost money to a woman they need to drag her through court. Surely people want, in all cases, to be able to get some of their money back, um, or to punish the person who lost the money. But plus these are all these are all US investors. I think that the CEO of SoftBank like invested in WeWork. I think it was mostly Mostly their money that w- that went, so that is like non-American investor. Um, not not do I know whether that makes much of a difference. Well, I don't know. Can you sue in U.S. court if you're not a?
1: Oh God, well, I have no, I have no I idea. Um, but, yeah, I uh, don't. I don't think. I, I don't think they'll, look, they'll yeah, go for we like can, can these Chinese. We can see a pretty obvious like disparity between Adam Neumann and uh, Travis Kalanick and a number of these other. Enfant Tari type um, male Silicon Valley CEOs who were like who have I would assume, I don't know if this is the case, but I would assume have um sanctioned or overseen business practices that an eager enough prosecutor could indict them for if they wanted to. I would assume, and if this is not the case, well, this is a flaw in my argument. But I would, ass- or her argument, I would assume that um, what Elizabeth Holmes did in terms of like wire fraud and that sort of thing, that like an eager enough prosecutor or a creative enough prosec- prosecutor could stir up some kind of equivalent indictment for a number of male CEOs who have, who have run companies into the ground or, or at least been run out of their companies. And instead, Silicon Valley has not just like forgiven them, but has essentially sanctioned their management style, their behavior and rolled out the red carpet for them in other ventures. Whereas with Elizabeth Holmes, none of that is happening. And have they, have and st- they done that in other ventures? Have they done what?
0: Have they rolled out the carpet? What do you mean? They're now operating well, according to, Valley. according to
1: this, according to this article, colonic is, um, heading some major has just scared up like hundreds of millions of dollars in some new venture. It doesn't really specify. And that, this oh the Jewel CEO who apparently is like the worst of of any of them, the the former Jewel CEO you know like the vaping, vaping stuff the vaping company he left in two thousand nineteen and less than a year later was hired by Alto Ph- Pharmacy, uh, blah 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 that has raised three hundred seventy six million dollars in funding and then so there's just like a number of examples of Silicon Valley welcoming them welcoming these extremely problematic um, CEOs back into you know back into the fold now. I don't know. Well, you know there's no. the
0: two sides, isn't there? The, C- the Silicon Valley welcome in the back, and then there's them being indicted <laughs> on criminal charges. I mean, we'll have to see with Elizabeth Holmes whether she gets welcomed back, but the I'm interested in them getting indicted for potentially 20 years in prison just seems so over the top for this. I don't know why it's happening to her, and maybe I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I'd just be cautious about But you know it's sexism. not sexism? No, I'd just be cautious at immediately going. It must be sexist because it's a woman. I think that that is pretty sexist in of itself. we need to well, have, I mean, a have a look at why. Wise... Like
1: essentially, hundred percent women who have reached this, um, you know, this like top tier of, of Silicon Valley management, and, but have done so with this like reckless, fake it till you make it style. Essentially, like hundred percent of them have been indicted now. Because <laughs> I don't know of any others. Like I know that obviously, like I think Yahoo has a woman, female CEO, and like Cheryl. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Sheryl Sandberg, um, I guess is whatever she has at Facebook. But the I wouldn't necessarily put them in a league with like Travis Kalanick or something. And then I would put. How Elizabeth does this? Hulman. How
0: does this work? How does this? How, so? There's. It's the government against Elizabeth Holmes, essentially.
1: The government. Like how, how would this have been? Yeah, the and government's Valley's, indicting her. So Silicon Valley seems to have cast her out.
0: Okay, so if, let's forget the Silicon Valley side of it for now, but the government indicting her, what is that process? Is that one prosecutor says, I'm going to do something about this because they've read about it? Or is it someone putting pressure on a prosecutor? I don't understand what the process is.
1: Um, So let's see. So I don't know if like in California, e- either one of two things is the case. I'm not sure which one. Either a district attorney has like, or wait, no, sorry. Is this a federal? This might be a federal case. See in federal court. I have no idea. <laughs> so I don't know. Either a federal prosecutor or a state prosecutor, I don't know which one, um, you know, can like indict a person. But then in in some states you need like a grand jury, which is just like a selection of which is just like a not not random, but like a selection of
0: federal uh, fraud. fraud trial take the stand, yeah. First witnesses oh, okay. so time. Tra- so it's like court. a
1: US attorney, this prosecutor. I don't know if the federal System uses grand juries i think i'm pretty sure they do and then so either the federal prosecutor or and or grand jury um will have to like decide whether or not to indict her a grand jury would be a collection of i don't know how many people 10 10 or 15 people who like hear just just the evidence from like the prosecutorial side and then they they vote on whether or not to indict it, that might be the case, or the U.S. attorney gets to make the decision all on his or her I, I don't know. So, okay. I don't know. How the, the claim, I don't know how would, the it
0: claim is. would be that those people were sexist in in doing this.
1: Well, I, I mean, look what are the what are all the forces that go into a federal indictment of a high profile person like Elizabeth Holmes? I mean, I don't know. And again, what I'm not, I'm not, I'm not propagating some kind of Overarching or complete specific, like theory with specifics of how sexism directly leads to her prosecution. What I'm saying is there's a massive disparity here. And one obvious difference between her and all of these other misbehaving Silicon Valley corporate leaders is that she's a woman and they're men. And that is, let's say, if nothing else, prima facie evidence that, or a prima facie reason to think that uh, sexism might be operating on some level. Would you at least give me that?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but you have to then look at on the, you know, maybe, maybe it is operating there. Who knows? But it, it seems like there's evidence that there's lack of sexism when it comes to investing. In fact, it's the opposite. All you need is a female to come up with a decent idea and to be, you know, a charismatic leader and entrepreneur and all of a sudden you have bi- millions of nearly a billion dollars plowed into her from a bunch of people and her being on the front of every magazine and you know people are waiting for the <laughs> for this opportunity now is that sexist in and of itself it's like let's ignore the fact let's not put put a woman under the same kind of scrutiny than you would a man because hey we just need a woman maybe that's its own form of sexism but
1: um well I, don't I would know. say this, if you're not is... if you're not going to if you're not going to allow just a handful of data points to convince you that her treatment in the criminal justice system is sexist, that I'm certainly not going to allow a single data point to refute um, operational sexism in Silicon Valley, you know her being a single yeah. data point
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: Um, that's all I've got.
0: It's too late. I just think that sexism. Is it's it just feels like a lazy, it feels like a lazy argument. Oh, I think sides. it's see, that's
1: it's so just, funny. I think it's, I, I think what's lazy is, um, like is, is, is refusing to analyze, you know, this, uh, process through that lens at all. You know, I mean, sure, just assume, just, sure, just concluding sexism. Because she's a woman and they're men, and the treatments are disparate, is lazy. I'll give you that. But equally lazy to me is, um, you know, is rejecting sex, uh, sexist analysis out of hand. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Cool. I think that's fair. The problem is when the second you start <clears throat> talking about sexism, it be, it becomes the entire conversation, and you start to get a bunch of other interests involved. So you you know, is this case going to be about sexism? From the from the defense's standpoint, I think that's a good argument to put in. You know, that she's she, Craig and I were talking about this today, and we were saying she's fighting for her life. Of course, go for every tool that you can, including mm-hmm. this guy beat you, rape you, abused you, whatever, whatever it is, just to stay out of prison. Um, and the sexism argument as well. Why not go for it? But you're going to start to, I don't know, just I don't know if it's if it's going to play well with a jury, <laughs> given some of the evidence that's going to come
1: against her. It's going to depend on the jury, you know, it's so going to depend on the jury.
0: Uh, One last question. What happens if let's say she gets off, they don't convict her. And then publicly she says that essentially she was lying in court. So that Sonny Balwani didn't actually abuse her and, she purposefully misled people would she be then done for lying under oath would that be a separate charge that would come out
1: lying under oath perjury is a is a is a felony so she she could be i mean people are very rarely prosecuted for perjury is my understanding because it's just so hard to prove that someone was lying that's a, you know that that bring that you have to sort of prove a mental state which can be hard um, and what people often say is you can't prove a negative, which is just totally incorrect. You very much can prove a negative. That's a an that's a axiomatic principle of logic. But anyway, um, I assume if someone came out and said, hey, guess what? I lied under oath. Ha ha ha. And thumbs their nose like that. They would be indicted. But I don't think people get prosecuted for perjury very often um, in a situation like this. You know, well, Maybe that's not so true. Maybe in federal courts they do. Why? Sorry.
0: I was going to say you say you can't prove a negative, but that Thoranas machine certainly couldn't prove a negative herpes test.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> no matter how hard they tried. What's Fucking, a, what a piece of shit! Why would
1: I know? Why would she come out and, and, and say she lied? Why is that even? I don't know. I was
0: I was just there. We just just came up today when we were talking about it, and we thought I'd ask you. I forgot. Yeah, they
1: could they could charge why. for perjury, sure. Um, and I think that like sometimes yeah. when prosecutors feel, feel humiliated if they if they see an opportunity to. You know, a for perjury, they do. That's another.
0: Oh, and especially if it's a woman, eh, Alex? Then they definitely feel humiliated.
1: <laughs> nah. I, don't, I don't know if the prosecutor a man or a woman. I don't know. I'm sure, there's a few prosecutors. Know.
0: It's going to be interesting. Hey, another question. Like, I, this isn't televised. What? What's the difference? Why are some cases televised? Like, I'd love to be watching this daily and seeing the full, like, yeah, the some full is. court proceedings.
1: Some are, and some aren't. It may just come down to the to the judge. I know that, like, my. You know I know that like when a and e was doing that show in my brother's uh among my brother's trials, the judge made a decision and he said he was not going to allow them to film but like a a different judge also a district judge let like forty eight hours or something film my dad's trial one time, so at least at like that state or district level, it just comes down to the judge's discretion in federal court I don't know it may it may be the judge like the individual judge um Yes, they. Ju- yeah, it's funny. Like I get they don't want to, they don't want the case to become more of a media circus like the OJ trial was. But also, you know, Judge Ito, the OJ Simpson judge. I know his name because he allowed uh, he allowed the case to be filmed. So you'd think like that you would think that incentive for celebrity would uh, would lead more of them to allow cases to be filmed. But I guess they. I guess they just don't.
0: You don't want the meat, you don't want the pressure, the public pressure. So because so much that, pressure. That, can you imagine yeah. the sex, the sexism conversation and the battered, this is again, men trying to control women's bodies, that whole argument. It'll be an abortion debate before you know it. <laughs> like before you know it, it'll be an abortion debate. And yeah, I think it just will, yeah, it will just muddy the muddy the waters a bit and put too much pressure on the jury. And yeah. and then also, involved. you know, a lot of times
1: you don't, they'll like invoke what they call the like the rule The rule, which, which, you know, (laughs) says that, um, basically that I think they want the witnesses out of the courtroom so they can't hear the current testimony, you know, and then that could, because that might affect their testimony. And like, I could see television affecting, you know, affecting that. Right. Like you want my, you Mm -hmm. want a witness's testimony, um, sort of like in its purest state, like not that hasn't been sort of tugged this way or that by having heard someone else's testimony. So that might be why. I don't know. I wish they had it on, though. Yeah, that would be... I would watch it. I wonder it if she was speaking a real against.
0: voice.
1: That would would imagine, you think she'll testify? Imagine... Oh, probably not. Imagine if that, if that happened. Though. Imagine if they had a video clearly showing she faked her voice and, like, they somehow presented that video to the jury... And then you called her to testify. And she had to make a decision about whether to use her fake voice or her real voice. That would be brilliant. <laughs> it like that episode great. of Friends when Ross has to like, he, he fakes a British accent for some reason when he te- oh, starts yeah. teaching his new class because he's nervous. And then he has to like phase it out. And she would just have to like gradually phase her baritone out into a nice yeah. alto. alto. <clears throat> a nice acceptable female voice. Right. <laughs> With uh, what do they call it vocal which is just, just the rhythm just a hint of vocal fry to be taken seriously. She
0: was in a she was in a man's world. She had to change her voice because of the sexism <laughs> of Silicon Valley. Are we now gonna take a mother away from her child? Yeah. Oh god. All right, Alex. Well, I I don't think she should go to prison. And after talking to you, I'm kind of more on that. I don't, I really I don't, don't see either. Good. A, good argument for putting your behind bars Um, maybe some other punishment but yeah I I don't I don't I think that's ridiculous isn't it bizarre how we
1: how we how we incorporate outcomes into um, into punishment and even guilt or innocence when when like an obvious thought experiment tells you that like outcomes should, should probably not unless you're a utilitarian should not be a part of like your moral calculus right like if if um You know, like, if if I'm driving drunk, and you're driving drunk, and we're both driving down the exact same road at the same, we're the same level of drunk, and uh, we're driving the same speed, and then, like, a cat runs out in the road, and I swerve off the road and hit a sign, and you swerve off the road and take out a family, well, you go to prison for decades, and I probably get, like, probation. Which is crazy, because, like, we both did the same thing. And the, like, we both had the same, like, we could both, like, reasonably predict the possible outcomes of our action. Like, we both knew we were, like, endangering families. But unless you actually kill someone, well, you don't go to prison for years. Which seems bizarre, because, like, the, like the moral, you know, like, the moral calculus shouldn't, shouldn't like, depend on something so contingent as which way your car happened to have rolled. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I do. But I mean, no one's life was ruined in one case. So in one case, you have your car goes into a ditch and your car's ruined. Well, there's your punishment. Your car's ruined. Plus, maybe you lose your license for a bit. Should we ruin that person's life completely? Maybe you ban them from driving, give them a fine, they have to go to Alcoholics Anonymous, blah 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 blah, to stop them from doing it again. On the other one, they killed a family, so yeah, there's, that's the punishment from that. But you're ruining a your life on one side for them. You know, maybe just making this one tiny little mistake, which didn't really hurt anybody. I yeah, think but you have neither to have some allowance w- for.
1: So oh, I that. like I. That's why people. That's why people feel that way. I agree. And, and like my moral instincts sort of push me the same way, but I'm just saying that like it's explained to me just sort of logically why the exact same action should lead one person to life in prison and another person to whatever, probation. They never see the inside of a cell based on like whether or not like your car happened to have rolled left or right, like the exact same action. It's just like a principle of well, logic, no, that the same action. There's no intent is, to
0: harm someone in either in, situation. Right. Is there? It's not and like, it's right. not like yeah. I shot someone in the head and in one case it paralyzed in the other case it killed them. Or in one case it grazed them and in both times the intent was to kill. Whereas this is like yeah, a exactly. lapse in judgment.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. The, that's a great example. Like, like attempted murder you would kind of think would have the same penalty as murder because you know, like you, You know, you hold a gun to someone's head, you know, a foot from someone's head, you pull the trigger. And in one case, a bird flies by and it hits the bird and not the person. In the other case, it doesn't. And like, it's weird to think those would be different penalties. Like we feel we feel like it should be. In this case, you killed someone. You should definitely you should go to prison for life. But in this other case, well, maybe you should just get like 30 years. And that seems very strange because surely the like the moral like worth of that action or like your moral desert shouldn't change if your mind was in the exact same state in both situations you both had that mens rea criminal intent and like the situation was exactly the same except for one little contingency a bird flew or did not fly between the person and the gun but that you know but then it also seems really uh, unintuitive to send someone either give someone life in prison for like let's say drunk driving and hitting a sign or like give someone probation for drunk driving and killing a family. Like that's so like that's a morally repugnant feeling, like the concept. But it's just like very hard to explain and uh, sort of unless you're a consequentialist, like a utilitarian, it's just like very hard to explain why you would punish someone differently for the exact same action. Like surely
0: But the isn't the whole point i get i get what you're saying but isn't the whole point that you take a blended approach with all of this you look at intent outcome
1: yeah that's what we do you look at it's
0: it's multivariate isn't it rather than just one thing
1: that's exactly right we take a we take like a hybrid consequentialist slash the other the other branch is called like deontologist kind of uh view which i think doesn't make any sense i think you either have to be you either have to be a consequentialist or you have to be you know, you have to think that like um, the sort of your sort of moral calculus can't include outcomes or it can, I don't think there's any li- I don't think there's any societies like, that do that, cut those. people's
0: hands off for stealing and right, right. people to death <laughs> for, for <laughs> adultery. And like, yeah. that's how you get to that crazy shit, which or is like a utilitarian, uh, the- like a
1: pure utilitarian society would, you know, would, would might say if you get in a bike accident and you, and you sprain your ankle and you go to the doctor and there's like, in the famous example, there's four people there who are going to die unless they have, like, a new heart, kidney, liver, pancreas. And then so they're like, oh, just kill that biker. And they just kill you and they take your organ. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. it's. I just think it's funny how we focus on outcomes when it's not clear that that's not really clearly a defensible thing to do, um, mm. logically. But that's a side note.
0: Oh well, you've changed your mind. I think this bitch should be in prison for twenty years. <laughs>
1: no, I say let her go. I say let her out. Let her deal with her social shame. Let her
0: go. They've got hold of her now. Let her go. <laughs> let her go. Yeah, I I, 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 yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm interested if in what happens and if they convict her. I'd love to know why. And I'm sure we'll we'll hear a lot more about it. But to me, it just doesn't seem like something that's worth prison time taking away somebody's freedom put them in a cage where murderers go like fuck that that's that's crazy i agree sick all right that was an interesting conversation we veered away from politics awesome for sure we'll leave it thanks for
1: making me watch that uh, documentary i never would have watched otherwise
0: yeah what an interesting case this is
1: yeah it really is